0: It is time for Consumer Talk, and consumer journalist Wendy Nola is with us in studio to dive into your kitchen cupboards today and talk about the small appliances that are hiding there. What happens if the gadget you bought for a particular job wasn't actually able to perform that job? Do you have the right to return it, and if so, under what circumstances? We're going to find out. That's going to include a chat with Margaret Hirsch of Hirsch's Home Stores for some extra insight into some of the common purchasing mistakes. After that, we'll take a look at a listener's query around travel insurance for older travellers. What should you expect to change as you get older in terms of who will cover you for what? And I hope we have time to revisit the issue of less than stellar service in the quick service grocery delivery apps. Uh, the rest is up to you. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call on 021-446-0567. You can still use the SMS line 31567. Tweet us at Cape Talk or at PJC Hudson. And don't forget your voice notes to 0725671567. Welcome, Wendy. Always great to have you here.
1: Thanks, Pippa. Thanks a lot.
0: Tell us why we're opening up the kitchen cabinets
1: today. <laughs> okay, so from time to time I get a complaint from someone who's bought an appliance that they say didn't perform the way it should or the way they thought it would. And this is the sort of grey area that we're going to get stuck into today. So from power drills to lawn mowers, um, but mostly it's a kitchen appliance, such as a citrus squeezer, a blender, um, a mixer, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So in many cases, the photo on the box... Uh, its its marketing material will depict this product making a smoothie or squeezing up a batch of lemons, so the consumer won't possibly pay too much attention to the actual specs. It's it's labelled something we make an assumption about what it will do, um, and we buy it and we hope for the best, only to find in some cases that the appliance is, for want of a bit of description, too weak mm-hmm. for. Th- their needs or for their liking based on something they might have had experience with in the past. Right. Um, so the squeezer doesn't have enough voomer. I was looking to buy one recently and on take a lot and I always read the reviews. Um, and, and you know, there were many products on offer and, and a lot of the people said that wasn't strong enough. It was sort of like as soon as you put pressure with the half lemon or orange is sort of, uh, okay, kind of thing. And yeah. that, you know, so, so that's something I do to try and avoid. Being disappointed. But yes, obviously, these things say all labeled the same thing and supposedly do the same thing, but not necessarily with the same effectiveness. Um, but, you know, other times it's, a, it's a, 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 as in one of the cases we're going to discuss, a mixer that um, appears to be too unsettled when on a kneading function. But the, the key issue here is does do those issues make the product defective? or unfit for purpose, entitling you to return it in terms of the Consumer Protection Act for your choice of a replacement, repair, or refund within six months? Um, Or is it just not fit for your particular purpose? So, as I say... That's an uh, interesting one, yeah. Indeed. So, searching through my inbox for cases to talk about today, I found one that, one of the many, I have to say, that I didn't take up. Either I didn't see it or there was too much going on at the time, but it involved... A product labelled a blender that wouldn't make a proper smoothie, according to its owner, And She said the unit does not mix the fruits nice and smooth like a smoothie. In fact, if it's not a runny liquid, in other words, if what you put into it isn't completely running, it stops turning at the blades. I had a cheap one that lasted me for years. and always blended the smoothie without having to add excessive liquid, so it was a juice. On purchase we specifically asked the staff for the smoothie makers and they showed us the options um but this one only works on maximum setting and pulsing did not help at all when I returned it to the store I was told it's not a smoothie maker it's a blender that may be so but the product is descri- it m- might be so that the product is described as a blender she said but its box has images of it making smooth thick berry smoothies Uh-oh. um I really wanted a decent smoothie maker, and for one thousand seven hundred rand, I expected more.
0: Okay, so that was the typical one. Typical, yeah. the blender smoothie maker. So she thought it was uh, fit for a particular purpose, but actually, it was a different kind of appliance. Yes, and it wasn't actually she called she was a smoothie buying.
1: maker. But I hear her; the, the, the picture the was a bit misleading, boxing, and it was yeah. it was merchandised with. Smoothie makers.
0: Okay, so that's one example. You also had another case with an unhappy home baker recently.
1: Yes, so it was from a Sharina whose husband had bought two a Kenwood Prospero 5 in 1 mixer for 5,500 rand. He bought it for her five months ago from a major retailer, which also um, has an online division, as they mostly do these days. She didn't use it though until February this year because she has a 35 year old Kenwood chef, <coughs> which she says, which is she still says, going strong. Which of is still going strong. <laughs> I've got, I must say, I have one that's about 20 years old and the same story. So the first thing that uh, Sharina did with her new Kenwood mixer <clears throat> was make a batch of roti. Uh, once switched on, she said the Kenwood started to shake violently on the lowest speed setting. I also tried to grind flaxseed in the coffee grinder. Remember, it's a, it's a five-in-one job, but it did not grind them. So she returned the mixer to the store and was told that it would be assessed. Long story short, she was told this Prospero was working as designed upon inspection by the by the agents, Uh, She was told the dough should be mixed for one minute only on the lowest speed and that her her dough was too stiff, which is why the the machine was sort of shaking a bit. Um, And yeah, that she should uh, halve the quantity that she had been using. And that was that. End of there was no recourse.
0: (laughs) So, okay. Uh, I mean, Wendy, I'm not dissing your baking skills for a second, but I know you did seek an outside opinion I on did. this particular yeah, challenge. Yeah, I am a bit of a baker, <laughs> but
1: um, I can't say that I've, uh, that I use uh, my Kenwood for, I've never used it for, for dough. So, and little and roti dough. So I'm certainly no expert there. Um, but I, as I say, I looked at the video and then I thought, let me this is let me get in an expert. And um someone who always helps me on these sort of things is Margaret Hirsch. She is executive director of Hirsch's home stores. and with her husband Alan, she founded the now National Home appliance retail chain more than forty years ago. She knows her appliance and all their appliances that she st- that they stock and all their quirks. Uh, she gives classes, baking, cooking classes, she certainly knows baking. So if anybody was in a, in a fit position to to give comment, it was her. The product was not bought from Hersh's, I have to say. I just okay. went to her for her expert opinion. Um, so, you know, I wanted to know, you know, is is the this product, the Prospero, unfit for the purpose that it, that it uh, claims to be for, the purposes, given that it's a five-in-one, or in this case was too much being expected of it, and should a product described as a coffee grinder be able to grind flax seeds as well? Um, Margaret, Margaret told me in short that she uh, that Sharina had definitely got the wrong machine for the job. Uh, she says it's the very lightest Kenwood; it's for the woman who makes the odd cake once a month, um, and not that, for sort of
0: heavy duty. Exactly, in other words. Sharina okay.
1: said. Well, how can Kenwood sell a, five and a half thousand rand appliance that is to be used once a month to make cake? How will the average consumer know this?
0: So it's a good question. I mean, it comes down to what the average consumer could reasonably expect based on how it's packaged, how it's described on the box, even where it's positioned in the store, as in the case of the smoothie maker versus the blender. How did Kenwood describe this appliance?
1: I so I went onto the site and this is what they say about the Prospero. If you're short of space, obviously that's referring to its size, or just starting out, you'll need a small and simple kitchen machine that does it all. Our compact Kenwood Prospero kitchen mixes are the are the ideal, just perfect for small jobs, everyday family use, and basic food preparation. So, I, as someone who's kind of you know been baking for decades, yeah. I would look at that and think. Mm sounds a bit lightweight yeah. I might go for something you know uh, something else in the range in response to Margaret's suggestion that she should be using that she could be using the machine industrially Sherina but- take kindly to that. He said it definitely wasn't the case. The quantity of flour was just two cups, nowhere near enough for industrial use. Roti has been an Indian staple for hundreds of years. As for the flax seeds, Margaret said it took a long time to grind flax seeds and you have to put in quite a big quantity and keep shaking the machine. The coffee grinder is really made for coffee beans and not for flax seeds. There are heavy-duty grinders which do uh, work with flax seeds. And then this is Serena comment was, was something you know cuts to the nub of what I want us to discuss today and she said my understanding is that the CPA protects consumers if, if a product is not fit for purpose as as the, exper- uh, the expert of I have reached the same conclusion the company's own assessment even alluded to the fact that the appliance should not be used at more than speed setting one also my other Kenwood can knead dough without any issue and it is half the wattage of the Prospero
0: Okay, so, so yeah, so the, I mean, it comes down to the question of, of whether Serena's expectations were actually just too high given what the product is described as being able to do or whether she could have had a genuine, reasonable expectation of being able to mix a roti with that particular, flour. Um, uh, that, yes. that particular appliance. Somebody who has very little sympathy for her has WhatsApp to say, sorry, but if you're going to buy an appliance based on the food products pictured on the packaging, you need to go back to school do your research, buy the appliance you want according to the specs that you have looked up. You know on food products they have that disclaimer below the pic that says serving suggestion, that should apply to appliances too.
1: I agree to that to a point, but there is a certain I mean, I speak to the advertising regularly, the regulatory board which covers sort of those sort of things. The the picture on on packaging is a form of advertisement and if you have a product that is clearly made to look like it's making a smoothie, then the the product should make a smoothie. So I'm possibly going to get back to that case and, and follow that up but yes I certainly agree with a bit about do your homework Yeah, um, and that wasn't it was one of the most expensive smoothie makers stroke blenders around they didn't go for the cheap option and yeah. 1700 rand it, it was certainly not the cheapest option but anyway um, this is why I want us to get someone who can give us some advice because um you know what do you make of wattage, and you know how do you how do you know what wattage appliance you need to do the job that you require it to do, and all that sort of thing. So, um, Margaret her, she is visiting the US at the moment, so uh, she agreed to join us to try and work through some of these issues.
0: Always a pleasure to have her with yeah. us on the show, Margaret. Thank you for joining us again, and welcome back to Cape Talk.
2: Thank you. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be on Cape Talk. I must say, I always get the best of you when I'm on Cape Talk. Everybody <laughs> says, oh, my gosh, I wish I had spoken to you earlier. So and my advice to everyone is if you go into buying an appliance, there's some things you can buy online and some things you can't. Now, I've just been shopping for lounge streets here in the U.S., and I went online and everything. But I had to go in and sit on them because the ones that looked the best were the most uncomfortable, Good and they point. really didn't work. And it's the same with appliances. And what we do, and I'm so happy to tell you that the House and Garden Show is coming back after the two years of COVID. Yeah, uh, we're and going to House the and Garden Show in June, which I'm so excited about. Fantastic. And the other shows are coming up, you know, um, all the other shows. But we at Hershey's demonstrate all the time. Now, if you come into our stores, every um, except Tuesdays and Wednesdays when our my demonstrators are off. But Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, there are what we call ambassadors in each department, and they will go through the product with you. If you just ask the sales lady, "Is this a good one?" It's like asking a baker, "Is the bread fresh?" Of course, you <laughs> know. But at the end of the day, we demonstrate them. Now, this gets the blender lady. What she should have bought is called a NutriBullet, because yeah. the NutriBullet will absolutely blend everything up amazingly well. And it has another blade, which is a flatter blade, which would have ground her flax So if she'd have asked me, I would have said, the right thing for you is a a NutriBullet. And having said that, I, in my NutriBullet, try to make guacamole now, and it doesn't make guacamole. I had to use my blender to make my guacamole Uh. because the NutriBullet, the blade is not suitable for that application. So you have to understand, one machine can't do everything. You know, that's why you have your appliance graveyard on the bottom of your cupboard, because there's different appliances <laughs> for different things, and we, we, we pull them out to to do specific things. But at just what we do is we have demonstrators. Now, I often have ladies who come and say, listen, I want to do this, I want you to demonstrate it for me at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. We <laughs> usually can't do that. But if you give me notice, a lot of our, our girls are absolute experts. I mean, my Phillips girls are experts with the, Phillips, um, kitchen, you know, the kitchen machine. Gosh, I've got experts, I've got Debbie in Durban who would have done, been, and I'm going to ask you to contact me, and I'll give you Debbie's number. Debbie says she'll go to the lady's house, and if it's the wrong machine, they will change it. You've got to understand, And we and her, our aim is to have happy customers who return often. If she had come to me and said, look, I'm really not happy with this, this is what I want to do, I would have done it. You know? I would have said, oh my gosh, no, that is definitely the wrong, wrong machine. Wrong choice. A so this
1: is... Brings me to to the question, a specific question I wanted to ask you, Margaret. How common are these sorts of complaints where consumers return products claiming they are defective when in fact they just don't perform as they expected them to? And how do you deal with that tricky thing with, Andrew, with your supplies?
2: 90%. 90% 90% of the complaints we take, the customer's either bought the wrong product or doesn't know how to work it. And that's how we have the ambassadors in each department to show them how to work it. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been to customers' houses and shown them how to work it. And it does work if you work it. Mm. But you have to have the right application for you. Like the lady with the Kenwood mixer, that was a too small machine. It's, the, it's literally down at the bottom of the range today. The top of the range is like seventeen, eighteen hundred 1,800-watt machines. So um, you know, it was the wrong machine for her, and I, I do believe also it's the way you speak to people. When you go to people and say, "This is the wrong machine," I've done the work. blah, blah you know, they, you, they switch off. But if you go and say, "Listen, I actually think that this is the wrong machine for me. It's not working the way I want it to work," they would say, "You know, with pleasure." Um, of course, you'll change it. This is the right machine for you. And, mm. and um, this is going to work how you want it to. Because if she would asked me, I would have said definitely. For as I said to you, for my little old ladies, you want to cook, you know, want to bake their grandson's birthday cake and make a batch of scones on a Sunday. That's the right machine yeah. for them. But um, it's not the right machine for her. And although she says, you know, she, she makes naughty every day, I, I mean, I'm, I grew up in Durban, so I'm an expert on naughty, I have to tell you. <laughs> and, you know, you don't only make a, a little batch, you normally make a lot. If you're going to do it, you do a lot. And especially as the Indian families they're huge and they you know, have them. lots of people yes. over. I know because I cook in the kitchens all the time. And, you know, we do make huge batches. And of maybe, course. You know, so it's, it's a different, a different concept Definitely. altogether.
1: I hear you. So I, I just wanted I, to I, ask I, you. I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I wanted to ask you a specific question about something she raised. She said her Prospero is, or mm-hmm. um, well, her Kenwood chef was, had half the watts of the Prospera, which doesn't sound Right to it me, it doesn't
2: sound right to me. No, it doesn't sound right because if you look at the new Kenwoods, they're seventeen hundred watts. You know, uh, up to eighteen hundred watts. Uh, the one uh, you get the start, the beginning of the range is a thousand watts. Then it goes up to the twelve hundred, okay. then the fourteen hundred, so,
1: then sixteen hundred.
2: Then yeah. So, if so one is
1: right to assume the that the the, range. the more the the higher the wattage, the more powerful the machine is going to be. That's not something. Absolutely. Okay, so I just I yeah, thought that one didn't absolutely. make sense to me, and I thought let me just check it out. Okay, yeah. great, the,
0: uh, Margaret. It, I mean. Interesting reference here to somebody who has used an old machine for donkey's years, and we know, you know, the old machines that kept on going for decades because they were made to last, unlike the products today, who then has to replace with a new product. Do you find a lot of issues with that, with somebody buying the new version, not realizing that it's not necessarily as heavy duty as its predecessor was?
2: You know, not usually. It's not a common thing. And, you know, when, when you talk about it, I mean, I deal with the complaints with Wendy, but you, when you think about the hundreds and thousands and literally millions of appliances we sell, we will take the odd complaint. And they're very odd. It's not <laughs> the norm. You know, and I just looked up when uh, Wendy sent me a complaint. I looked up the prosperity we sold, literally thousands. And this is the only complaint I've had in the last well, and from when COVID started. It wasn't I mean, your it wasn't your
1: sale, I have to just reiterate, but you just kind looks looked at it for I, me. Yes, yeah. Yes, um yeah, but, but um
2: so, so, so yeah, it, it, it's very rare. It's not a common problem. It's, okay. it's a very rare problem. But when you have a problem, we take it, as, um, especially at we take it with both hands. We go, we sort out the problem, and we just keep on until that customer is happy. Okay. Well, yes, so I'm even happy, if she comes to me, I'm happy to take it back, even though she didn't buy it from me. So oh, I'll tell her. Thank
1: you, good. Margaret. That's and, brilliant. And then
2: I'll get her the right one, and we'll make it happen, yeah. Can,
1: can I That's ask you a enough. quick question yeah. in the dying minutes minute before we go to news, Margaret? And that is... How do we yeah. then go about making the right choice? In other words, in terms of what the you know, matching our needs with with the no, capability we do we you look we at wattage reviews. To...
2: No, no uh, you can look all the reviews in the world, but at the end of the day, there's nothing better than the practical application.
0: Margaret Hirsch, thank you so much for joining us, Executive Director of Hirsch's Home Stores. And wow, that's real customer service, or not I'm even she's offering up to on help. It. That is spectacular service, Margaret. Thank you so much for the advice. We'll come back to Consumer Talk. Happy to take some follow-ups on that topic before we move into the travel insurance question.
2: Talk. Consumer Talk. Email Wendy on
0: consumer at nola.co.za. We're going to take an open line call before we talk about the travel insurance query. Ryan has get, gotten his call in from Panorama to do with a, a television bought online that's never materialised. I gather, Ryan. Good afternoon.
3: Hey, how's it going? Hey, Wendy. Hello. Um, yeah. So, Wendy, we've uh, emailed or you've been cc'd into our mail to uh, PC Link Online. Oh gosh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I long story short, ordered a TV online, It was like one thousand five hundred cheaper than anywhere else. There should have been a red flag I was about to say um,
1: Red flag number one Sorry to <laughs> say <laughs>
3: Exactly uh, But a friend of mine Really suggested them. I okay, let us do it And bought it online Paid for it And then Followed up on them The 14 days Delivery On the 14th day They tell me that Oh sorry The TV was damaged In uh, transit So unfortunately They'll have to wait So I said he's get a refund So they'll have to say Well that's going to take Up to 14 to 21 Working days um, And so I was like Obviously irritated. Uh, Asked them for that. in following up on them. Eventually, there's no response whatsoever. Um, and there's no certain number to phone. The website. Every link to a social media page goes back to the website. There's a impossible to them. So I want to find out what is the next step. Like, how do I? What What can I do? <sighs>
1: You can email me for what it's worth. I took up a rash of complaints at one stage. We actually did a I did a show on, on Cape Talk Sister Station and seven oh two. In fact I did two shows. Um and uh yeah, the response was I asked them, Why don't you have a call center? Well, they just don't. Everything is through um email. Um and uh you know, I can't remember the various reasons, but they have up to th- the the um, Electronic Communications and Transactions Act allows them a month uh, for a refund, up to thirty days to do a refund for an online purchase. So a lot of the complaints I got were w- within that month. Um, so you, you know, not a valid complaint, but I, I also have many who've been waiting months. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. they say they're a you know, they're a registered business, everything is above board. Um, you know, very um, unhappy at any suggestion that they're a scam operation. From what I can tell in reading dozens and dozens of complaints on um, Hello Peter and from what I've seen in my inbox is that, um, they they that there was a time when they were delivering um, very well and a lot of people were happy, hence the good recommendations. Um, and then I don't know what happened, a combination of, of genuine pro- um, supply issues from overseas Um which you could understand, but what I always say on these shows is that um, you can't excuse bad communication, mm. and I think yes. they haven't done enough on that front. Um, so that when you're not getting a response and you're owed money or a product, um, yeah. you are natu- you, you naturally are very unhappy, and it leads to all sorts of theories about what's he, going on.
3: You did a show with the guy, the air guy. Yes, And, uh, yes. and he, he was he, you know—he spoke to everybody. He said, "I'm sorry." Which would help. But well, guys, thank my... you for
1: reminding me. I must actually have a look and see if anyone's <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever got, got their their, yes, the, yes, yeah. notes to self. Thank okay. you. But I'm sorry. If you want to email me, I'll, I'll I certainly send see. it on and, um, with the other few that I've got, um, this week and last week and, um, <laughs> press them for, for some detail on what's going on because with I their delivery.
3: contacted Pay and they were saying that they've looked at it and they've also complained, but he he does do, it they're like, they're still seeing us above board. Even though you know, we uh, not so Apparently,
1: a take a, a lot supply as well. So, I must get hold of take a lot, although they, their media responses are really not great at the moment. But I will forward, I'll try my best to get yeah. something out of them okay. as well. Thanks, guys.
3: Appreciate it. Okay.
0: okay. Thanks, Ryan. Just want you repeat the name of the business? Uh, it's PC right? Link. PC Link. Yes. Okay. PC Link. Okay. So, just a couple of red flags there to be careful of. but <laughs> yes. By the sounds of things. And, sure. Ryan, thanks uh, for calling in to share that. Okay. Um,. Wendy, yeah, let's, let's take a look at the travel insurance issue because I think it's a very timeless topic. Uh, a lot of people are starting to plan yes. for holidays again. They're finally daring to dream of going overseas. But what has happened is this. For some travellers, those two years in lockdown have actually pushed them into a new category of traveller, namely the one who no longer qualifies for free travel insurance by virtue um, of paying on a credit card. Wendy, you you heard from a listener who's had this experience. Yes,
1: I did. Just yesterday, possibly even this morning, I received... Uh, From Bruna, I recently bought air tickets and paid with my APSA credit card. I then received a message from APSA informing me that the free travel insurance, which I normally uh, get um, for air travel paid for with my credit card, does not apply to anyone over the age of 74. It's just pretty young. Uh I think this is totally unfair, said Bruna. Of course, what do you say to this? Your comments would be appreciated.
0: Not the first such complaint you've received either way. No. So no.
1: about, um, I didn't actually report on this at the time. I don't know why. Um, about six months ago, I received an email from Shirley, an 87-year-old pensioner who wanted to make her annual trip to Ireland to stay with family for three months. It was to be her first trip in a couple of years thanks to COVID, and she was hoping to leave in November. But she'd hit a snag with her travel insurance. She said, I usually get travel insurance through my standard bank card via AIG. We've been absolutely marvelous. But they don't insure oldies after 84. So in in that space of her not being able to travel, she then went over over yeah, yeah. I've approached every bank and whoever I could think of to no avail. There's no one insures somebody of my age. I'm fit. I still drive. I do a lot of walking. So I'm not an invalid I managed to find one company only who offered me insurance at 9,000 rand for 31 days only. Remember, she wants to go to three. Three yeah, months. normal yeah. stay is three months. I.e., 300 rand a day, a bit expensive for, for me and for only 31 days. As a trip is expensive, I would like to stay for the full three months. I really would appreciate some advice.
0: So I know you looked into it, Wendy. What feedback did you get?
1: Okay, so Julian Ellman, who heads Old Mutual's Travel Shore, Told me that um, companies that well that company only provides travel insurance to travellers up to the age of eighty, but he said Discovery Insure does provide cover up to the age of a hundred years of age, and he said, gave me um, kindly posted the brochure which confirmed that. Um, I have reached out to Discovery Insure to find out um, what the costs are for, say, for somebody of 74 or 75, 85 and 95 because Uh there are still people that travel at that age. I've just checked my inbox, nothing yet. So, unfortunately, I can't give you specifics other than to say that that is an option right up to the age of of 100. Um, Meanwhile, I got hold of Shirley to find out what had happened since. She wrote to me six months ago and she said, "Oh, of course, COVID put planned... Put, put paid to that planned trip, uh, of last November. Um, she couldn't get into Dubai and Ireland that closed its borders because oh, of yet another of wave, of co- wave of COVID. She says, I've now booked to end leave on the 7th of June, but for only one month. And because she's had to take up that 9,000 rand for 31 days, it was through bright insurance. Um, Aon.
0: So that was the only insurance she Yes, and she
1: says it's certainly not a great policy. I haven't taken it out yet as I want my son to look at it this weekend when he visits. My family aren't happy if I go without insurance and neither have I. The bottom line is don't travel after 85, no matter, never mind how good you are. I think she's meaning from, from, from the, the insurance ins- point of view. She's yeah. saying she's certainly not wanting to give up on the idea of going to see her family in Ireland. And so I did give you the discovery option. Unfortunately, I couldn't give you the rates, but at least um, somewhere, somewhere else to you to don't have to go without cover.
0: Yeah. So interesting. So in the first case, um, absolute cut-off date being seventy-four, the standard bank cut-off date being 84.
1: 84 and and um, TravelSure being. Uh, which is part Travel of, our huge of being eighty. whole so It does vary.
0: Yeah, quite a lot of variance in there. Okay, so Discovery Insurer willing to cover up to 100. We don't know at what cost. And then, um, that Bright's insurance option, obviously quite expensive. Yeah, I uh, do check the conditions. I will, I'll Discovery come back Insure. next
1: week with yeah. it because I think it's, it's time is advice and, um,
0: and let me just say, if anybody listening has found an alternative solution, an alternative yes. provider, a more economical provider than those figures you've just heard, please do share the knowledge with us. Uh, pop me a voice round. note, please. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot
1: of it's, money. It's,
0: it's a lot of it's money on what's already money. a very expensive trip, yeah. particularly given yeah. what's happened to the And these, remember,
1: these, these women were both getting it free, although that, when I say free, was part of the um,
0: credit card purchase. Credit
1: card purchase. Yeah. But as I've warned, warned many times over the years, it's not very comprehensive at all. Um, but uh, you know, to get like cover, if it is like, um, she said, she said it's not great. Uh, it's not going to be comprehensive. Yeah. Um, she was looking at um, that was the best you could do at nine thousand rand a month. That's quite an, for turning a couple of years older. That's quite a lot quite a of extra yeah. expense yeah. On, a, on a trip. Yeah,
0: Wendy. Before we talk grocery apps, an, an anonymous question coming in on the WhatsApp line, going back to banking issues. Um, They start by saying, I'm not sure if this is a consumer issue or if it's just a peeve of mine, but I've noticed recently, or I did notice recently after a night out, that I had no access to my transactions for the last 48 hours on the ABSA app or online.
1: When I called customer
0: service, the agent basically implied that that's the way it works, and if I don't like it, I should change banks, as there's no way someone would do transactions without me knowing, and if I lost my card, I would have stopped it. I have another account with Standard Bank, and my statements there are basically real-time. I'm finding this very hard to fathom. Is it the norm?
1: I don't think so. And all the banks tell you to be very worried indeed if you suddenly don't have access, access to, to, your, to her.
0: She said there were no, no access to transactions for the last uh, thirty eight hours. Uh, sorry, I thought
1: if if you get no access to your phone, then be very nervous because yes. there's, there's a SIM swap that's happened. Um, to your bank account, it does happen to me on occasion and you can't get in and you're thinking what's going on in the background. I don't immediately think there's, there's some fraudulent stuff going on. If you can't get into the entire app because no fraud is going to be able to do that to your app, they could do it to you. Or, or maybe hmm.
0: um, so- I'll I'll ask so Okay. I'm thinking aloud here, which is not good. What I'll do is I'll, uh, I'm going to copy and paste this, this WhatsApp the, the message. The timeline email is interesting. You so that you can uh, yes. can can uh, read it and, and take it up with them. Thank I'm you. I'm sure
1: they're not going to be happy with that consultant's response in any event. It
0: sounds like it was, uh, to say the least, poor customer communication. Yes. Which really neatly leads us into our next topic of conversation, <laughs> Wendy.
1: Doesn't it just? So I
0: have to confess, I had a bit of a Karen moment this week <laughs> because <laughs> I made the mistake of giving a certain online grocery delivery app a third chance after having a two previous poor experiences with Woolies Dash. Uh, long story, I had a lot of shopping I had to get done for a family event, and I thought, well, I'll split the load and get home deliveries from all of them um, uh, within within a couple of days. And once again, third time out of three using Woolies Dash, I was charged for products that simply didn't arrive as part of, of, of the delivery. And Wendy, since I flagged it with you, I have to say they did finally get back to me. I got a message this morning to say I'll be refunded within three to five days. But my general comment, which I just wanted to to hear your thoughts on. Okay, so this is a third time, third mistake, last time experience for me, I think. My comment, and it's one that I'm interested to see quite a few people have have responded to on Twitter, is that it feels so off brand for a brand like Woolworths that has built its reputation on reliability, value, customer service. Well, it's just, it's just the, the 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 ongoing issues with this particular uh, app I, are, are well.
1: There's that dash, and then there's the normal one. I haven't ordered on dash for a very long time, but so I've, the normal bought,
0: online shopping I've well, never had issues with. I have. Um, okay. I have an issue yeah. with the fact
1: that you. I mean, we've been spoiled by best practice here. If you you have a, a seven day cooling off period if you buy anything online, so if you don't like it, you can send it back, whether it's defective or not. You just get to change your mind because you haven't had the benefit of touchy feely and
0: look. looking at it in yes. store. Yes, so, but you've got so, to take it back to a
1: store. Yes. yes. Now, if you're buying online, it's because you don't want to slip into the store for whatever reason. So, I bought something that was it was actually my fault. I, I somehow managed to order an extra large of something, but that's why you you have. The the, the the cooling off period but now you have to go and stand in a, I mean I'm working and only get in the weekend there's a long queue at customer service it just feels all wrong when I got to the front and, and they don't put the invoice in the in the package you've got to print it out separately yeah. and so they just it's just it's like not joining the dots on what customers needs are when I got to the till finally the woman said oh a lot of you know I said oh, I don't know why I have to bring it in why can't yeah. the courier take it back the same way and they're like well there's a cost involved of course but they're like, yeah, everyone complains of that when they get to us. We're always having this complaint.
0: If you're going to play in this space, then do it properly. Do it properly. Especially
1: if yeah. you're Woolworths and you like to be the market leader and stuff. So anyway, I, I see Margaret Lewis responded to your tweet saying, I ordered 11 items, four of which were out of stock. Come on, Woolies. And that reminded me of a case I took up with Woolworths recently. And, and like many cases I take up, I didn't uh, I didn't air it or report on it in any way. But but I sent this email, remember the date, on the on April the 19th. And it sums up for me what's going wrong with many of the – well, just the attitude, I think. Mm -hmm. So um, I wrote to Wilworth saying, Wilworth's failure to deliver this woman's order of clothes she intended her sons to wear at Easter has caused massive harm to her relationship with Wilworth, and understandably so. Her order was more than ten thousand rand. She Ooh. paid, yes, she okay. paid. She placed it on the fifth of April, and she paid an extra thirty-five rand delivery fee to have it delivered on the seventh of April, which was the Thursday before the Easter weekend. Obviously, she wanted it for that for, for that, for that weekend, weekend, yeah, special weekend. Um, and on April, it didn't happen. She'd been assured. She made inquiries because the timeline was quite short, and she was told, "Yes, you pay the extra, and you'll get it on the 7th. Uh, on the 16th of April, wow. she emailed Woolworth online and copied to me, saying, I've been following up daily and trying to get what's mine for a full 10 days now. Her case was apparently escalated to senior management, but the promised feedback did not happen. So she wrote, so I wrote, I'm writing to ask when Yakubi is going to get all those boys' clothes, what went wrong with this order, and was it part of a large-scale delivery fail on Woolworths' part? Um by the way, you could be says, told me she's a working mom who commutes from Pretoria to Johannesburg every workday. She said, I do need to outsource certain things in my life. I don't have time to physically go to a shop. So I rely on these trusted shops to ease my burden. They shouldn't be adding to my burden. This was very stressful for me as it was quite a bit of money at play. I'll well, say, For me at least. For,
0: I think for, for most people. 10, just about rands. everybody. Yes, well, I mean, it's a somebody, lot. A customer who's spending that amount I of know. money would, you you look you, after you would expect to bend over backwards, Exactly. Wendy. So I've... I've
1: read you the, the gist of my email to Woolworth. All I got in response was sometime later, we have engaged with our online customer services team and they have confirmed that uh, uh, Yakubi's complaint has been resolved. We have apologized to her personally for this poor experience and are working with our partners to understand where the issues arose and address the non-delivery of her items. I just thought for what went wrong and the scale of it, that was a pretty
0: mealy-mouthed response. Yeah, we had the same
1: description. So, um,
0: yeah, so... She has eventually... But just to add insult to injury, Wendy, when that box of clothes finally arrived on the 21st of April... They weren't even all there. Yeah, it was they two were, days was, after my email. Yeah. So, yes. were, so now not only is it two weeks late, after she's paid yep. an expedited delivery item, they didn't
1: all arrive. Yeah, she says they were delivered. To, she obviously raised it. She, they were delivered to her two days later. She says, I accepted the apology in the form of a 1,500 rand Woolies voucher, but I haven't used it. Um, that is substantial, but it was a substantial spend and yeah. a substantial fail. Um, for me as a consumer, says Yakumi, I was... Just very disappointed in Woolworths. I've been a loyal customer for many years and an avid supporter of the online shop. I ordered the clothes for my boys to have to have um, to receive them before Easter. I did my part in placing my order early enough I paid the additional thirty five Rand to ensure delivery on a day that suited me best. Yet this is the troubling part, but I was being held accountable for the lack of control to their warehouse and the lack of communication between the e-commerce department and the warehouse. Not once, but twice for the same order. I felt like I was being treated as the one at fault. I'm glad it got resolved in the end, but I don't think I'll be using Woolworths online any time soon again. So something's not quite right there. The company... you know. Are not sort of saying very much about what's happening and, and why. And I mean, I asked them, was it part of a, of a large, of a large scale fail around that time? Yep. No answer. You know, I just, some, something's not adding something's, up for me from that company. And you know, this is the problem when you've, when you've established
0: a brand with the, the those clout. kind of values and yes. clout
1: and people expect a certain level of service. And when you don't get it and when their competitors, I think the floor was. Yes, Let's it's very, very sad. It yeah. It's very sad. I mean, I will continue to 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 go into their stores, but I'm I'm not willing. I'm not happy to shop online.
0: Well, I I, I mean, I certainly won't be using the Dash app again. When, the interesting thing was having had the 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 experience of ordering on Woolies Dash, checkers sixty sixty, and very quickly on uh, Pick and Pay ASAP. All within the same sort of two days. Yes, you got a good picture. It was interesting. It was an interesting response. So, the, I mean, uh, firstly, the Woolies Dash is nowhere near in terms of delivery time. Uh, the, the next available slot is always many hours away, whereas yeah. with Checkers. And, pick and, and they pay got going on
1: this a long time ago. It was ago. very quick.
0: Yes. Um, pick and Pay couldn't deliver milk, which I found quite extraordinary <laughs> for a grocery store of their size. But that apart, Everything was there. The invoicing was correct. They were the best in terms of communication around your orders on its way. Your driver is a kilometre away. Please be prepared. He's arriving now. That sort of level of communication was superb from pick and pay. The checker's experience was relatively seamless, but Wooly stood out like a sore thumb. Mm. Um, as a result on a sort of a like-for-like order. It was a very interesting exercise. Anyway, okay, we have to wrap there. Wendy, we've covered a lot of ground today. Thank you, as always, for the work you do on behalf of our listeners. And a reminder, if you do want to raise a case with Wendy, pop an email to consumer at nola.co.za, spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R, and please put Cape Talk in the subject line, plus just a word or two describing the nature of the problem.